everybody, and welcome to the uh, the initial premiere episode of the Marvel Less Miss Maisie. Uh, I... with, uh, this is Maisie. I'm Tim. Uh, I'm Tim Bridge. I'm Maisie Lod. How's it going? Wonderful. Uh, it's going great. Uh, this is an inaugural, the inaugural episode of a podcast in which Maisie Lod, who has not seen a single uh, or We'll, we'll get into it, but her, who has not seen any of the Marvel movies is uh, exploring the this awful universe that has been created and gifted upon the world and will never end. Uh, so, Maisie, uh, are, are you excited to, to get started on this journey? I'm, I, I'm pumped. I'm more interested in just like having something to talk about with all these people who are obsessed with Marvel because I don't know anything beautiful i think i saw iron man in theaters in 2008 oh and then i saw black panther but i really i have questions i have comments i have a few concerns um but we'll get into it i mean uh yeah absolutely and i'm i'm here as uh as a liaison as a, a question answerer uh but for the most part this is this is gonna be you you just just getting into it. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, before we get going, talking about the initial film uh, uh, that launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe in two thousand eight, Iron Man. Uh, do you have any large scale questions? I guess what are what's your what's your experience with the MCU? What do you know about the MCU? And do you have any sort of large scale questions for me? The 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 cisgendered white man who <laughs> has seen all of them more than once. Um. Okay, yeah, I do. I do have a few questions uh, right off the bat. I first of all, uh, and I might be jumping ahead of the gun here or putting the the what is it wagon ahead of the horse horse ahead yeah. of the wagon. I, who's this we're, we're well past fella? That. Who's what? Who's the, who's this Loki fella? Loki, uh, Loki is played by Tom Hiddleston. You will meet him in the first Thor movie. Uh, okay, because he, he seems yeah. like kind of a greaseball bad guy, maybe some kind of guardian of lost souls. I see his face when I go onto the Disney Plus website, and I'm like, "What's with the costume, pal?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, you're you're really we're completely diving into it. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that in the Thor episode, I'm sure, but Loki is probably one of the more popular and maybe intentionally or unintentionally. So one of the more popular characters uh, to the point where they made a full television show uh, okay. surrounding okay. him and his wild wacky adventures. Okay. So we'll table Loki for now. Table Loki. Um, yeah. So also another thing about, the whole Marvel universe is that, well, first of all, there's a, there's a Fred Armisen sketch in SNL where he's trying to sell marble columns and he's like marble columns. So now whenever I say Marvel comics, it's in that, it's in that voice. It's just Marvel comics. Okay. Anyways. So I don't know the delineation between DC and Marvel. Mm -hmm. That line has been blurred for me because I just don't know who's who. And when I so so Batman is DC. Yes, you will not see Batman uh, in okay. any of these movies. Or there's Superman never a crossover or, or anything. Okay. No, Those they're three. they're like separate companies, and they you know they've done crossover events I think in comics, but really okay. they 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 play their IP pretty close to the chest. 
Okay. And uh, I kind of jokingly am asking about Ant-Man, but I now realize that (laughs) Ant-Man is in the Marvel comic universe. I did not realize that. I thought it was kind of like Adam McKay's answer to (laughs) Marvel comics. No, it is not a parody. It is unfortunately a part of it. It is very much not a joke, uh, despite how much of a joke it seems like sometimes. Okay. And then, and then, have you read the comics? I I was doing a little bit of a Wikipedia on Marvel, but didn't didn't want to learn too much because I wanted to hear sure. from you about the comics, the sixties when all this started, and yeah, if the I movies mean, are close to the comics. I was definitely more of a DC guy growing up, and I didn't really get into comics like reading comics until college. Interestingly enough, uh, which seems like the opposite. I feel like I'm getting my brain is getting younger as I get older, which is, <laughs> whatever. Here we go. Benjamin Button. I'm be- He's I'm part Benjamin- of DC, though. <laughs> yeah, D- yeah, Benjamin Button's DC. <laughs> you will not see the... <laughs> when we get Avengers and Benjamin Button comes in there, it's a whole... Avengerman Button. Avengerman. <laughs> <laughs> We're there. This is what the podcast is going to be. Um, Great. Uh, so I guess let's launch into it. Um, uh, unless you have any more questions and observations about MCU. No, I feel I feel good. I feel good. Let's go. Perfect. Uh, so Iron Man 2008, directed by John Favreau, uh, launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it was a surprise. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, at the time, there really weren't any sort of large scale crossover movies or stuff like that happening. And when Iron Man was released, uh, the the end credits scene that we see with where Samuel L. Jackson shows up and talks to him about the Avengers initiative, people didn't know about that. So really this movie was thought to be just an Iron Man movie in the same way that there were Batman movies or there were Superman movies. Uh, so, so much I guess, so that yeah. when, uh, when Tim texted me today to confirm the podcast to the listeners at home, I had to go back and watch this final clip of which he is speaking. Yes, this is they they did start this trend in movies of there being an additional scene at the end of the movie to tease the next movies, uh, which, hey, uh, it just means it's never going to end. Uh, there will always be some sort of Marvel content happening and there will always be something to tease at the end of it. It's, okay, yeah. Also, wait, hold on. Yeah. We also, I think we need to talk about the cast real quick. Because, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so my initial dive into watching this movie, I go to Disney Plus, I go to the Marvel section, and I'm like, holy crow, we have Florence Pugh, we have Hopper from Stranger Things, we have mm-hmm. Scar Joe, we have all these people I didn't realize were in this, this cinematic universe as everyone, that guy who's like, I don't know his real name, but he's not Nathan Fillion and he's not Martin Freeman, but he's somewhere between the two. Martin, Martin. Oh, God. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Gosh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. No, because he is in it. Yeah, he plays Dr. Strangelove, right? Uh, Yes, he's Dr. Strangelove. That's incorrect, isn't it? It's Doctor Strange. Strange? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Love is a is a Stanley Kubrick film about nuclear war. Okay. (laughs) Also in the DC universe. Also, yeah, he's DC. Uh, There's a real (laughs) the crossover there is pretty crazy, but yeah, there's there's a wild amount of people. It's at the point where there aren't many 
like you, th- you throw a rock in Hollywood, you've seen you're going to hit someone who's been in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. So 20... I thought that was at least worth pointing out. Yeah. Uh, but we got Robert Downey Jr. Uh, as the as the lead, Tony Stark, Iron Man. We've got um, Gwenny P, Pepe Le Pew. Gwenny Pepe Le Pew Paltrow. <laughs> and we've got Pepper Potts, her, and, uh, uh, his assistant who uh, we, we will talk about. We, yeah, I have some thoughts on on the on women her. in this movie. <laughs> also, at the end, I just have to say this because I'm thinking about it now. When you sure. meet Samuel Jackson at the very end, mm-hmm. all of me wanted him to just be like, "What does Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> does he look like a bitch? Why are you trying to fuck him like a bitch?" Um, just like a nice little Pulp Fiction crossover. Yeah, Pulp Fiction crossover is there. There's actually, funnily enough. And we'll see that later in the series. Uh, there is a Pulp Fiction reference that gets dropped oh, in the okay. in the Marvel movies uh, about Samuel L. Jackson's character. And Ray um, Romano is the Hulk, not Ray <laughs> Romano. Mark Ruffalo. I get them mixed up. Ray Romano. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> this is going to be a blast. I am the Hulk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, initial thoughts, reactions. This is your first Marvel movie. It's going to get crazier and wilder and bigger from here but uh thoughts on iron man one yeah i um so i took a moment to guess the plot before i started watching it and my expected plot i have it written down here says douchebag rich boy playboy rich man na 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 as i think i was going for like the uh is it fiddler on the roof maybe that has that no, 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 no. Yeah, or the um, Gwen Stefani song. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he loses loses the girl, saves the world, and then gets the girl. So that was what I expected the plot to be. Okay. Um, and then I start watching the movie, and we have this. The first scene is this like in medias res, like they're in a van in the desert, a couple soldiers, people in fatigues, but then Tony Stark, in my Carmela Soprano voice, um, just like in there in a suit. So we don't know what's going on, with a, right? With a glass of whiskey, too. Yeah, I mean, every just... every Uber pool I've ever had starts <laughs> like this. Um, there's, a, there's a soldier and there's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, and someone's got a glass of scotch. Anyways, um, so then I'm like, okay, so Batman is also like the rich playboy with like the father or parents who's passed away. And then he becomes this like superhero with no like actual powers, like inherent powers. So I'm like, okay, is this just Marvel Comics' answer to Batman? And then I was like, I'm not going to sell it that short. I don't know who came first, (laughs) the chicken or the Batman. And then we start when then we get into it. Yeah. So right off the bat, my observation that I want to bring to light about this movie is that it is it has aged poorly. Orly. in in some pretty heavy respects with especially with regard to the women uh in this film uh it the is, women and the uh just like the stating of facts with within the script like how unnatural it is for someone to say like oh my key won't work the lock's broken the door won't open like okay you're gonna say all of those things out loud when we yeah. clearly can see that you're struggling with the damn door that's still you could just, closed you could just like they did it they probably showed it test footage to people and it's just like well i didn't really get what was wrong with the door you need to walk me through you gotta walk me through was it locked i should i i need a line about how the key yeah. doesn't work 
Um, yeah, and you get it right off the bat in the in the vehicle where two instances in that scene where he's like, "You're a woman soldier. I didn't expect that. Do you want right. to? You want to have sex with me?" <laughs> like, yeah, and then like immediately she smiles because it's so endearing. Yeah, and I'm totally like, are you fun. kidding me? Are if that were me, I would probably pull over and make them get out of the Uber pool. <laughs> And then the guy, one of the guys asked him, is it true you went 12 for yeah. 12 on the Maxim covers last year? And then oh he like God. slings it back with this sassy answer. He's just like, well, I couldn't do Miss March, but, uh, you know, there were twins. December, we're twins. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm a f- Oh, okay. gosh. The way that I like to, that I uh, was talking, I was talking to my roommate about the movie is it's a movie in which uh, the flaws of, of Tony Stark's character in the beginning of the movie are that he is a virulent misogynist and he sells weapons uh, and that is morally wrong. At the end of the day, isn't that all of us? <laughs> you, you know, everybody has two character flaws and one of them is always that you are responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Uh, he... like he they solve one of those at the end of the movie the flaw of him selling weapons they get rid of that because he ends that division of his company but he's still like a sexist monster he's still like not a good guy they like throw in that scene with gwenny at the end and it just like it's like okay i'm done with tony he's kind of a jackass but okay okay he's gonna save people can we let him get by with just this this uh if the cross that he has to bear is that he's horrible with women, are we going to let that slide? I don't know. He, I mean, you have to. He's the Iron Man. Also, at the same time, not a terrible representation of your average billionaire. Uh, your average billionaire is not going to be someone who really respects women. <laughs> and I personally can confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we get we get into it. We there's this. Uh, we're in the we're in some undescript desert i don't think there's even like a locale or anything like that and there's i an think explosion. it was afghanistan i think it was okay. that that that's what they went for that that's what they said. uh and i have things to say about that about like making people in the middle east the bad guy but yeah. then of course we've got jeff bridges as mr clean coming in <laughs> as the little swapperoo and he's the bad guy okay so so but let me back up um getting ahead of myself we have this explosion we get kidnapped we being the collective Tony Stark and all of his personality flaws. Uh, And he's like, okay, we're in a pickle because there's shrapnel in his, what, atrium or something like that in his his heart? In his heart. Like it's on its way to his heart or something like that. Like it's inches or or like millimeters from piercing his heart, you know? And then we have this like Ben Kingsley doctor dude. It's not Ben Kingsley, but in my (laughs) head when I remember it, that's him, and he's he has coming a, back to- He has a very Kingsley facial structure. Yeah, 100%. he's he's coming here to help Tony make his heart go pitta-patta again. And uh, so this is where, like, my medical mind is starting to be like, would that be real? Is this going to be real? This is, this is a perfect time to introduce a, a segment that we want to have recurring on the podcast, uh, which we are going to call, Is This Medically Possible? Um, 
Uh, Maisie, you are you are studying to be uh, to, for a medical degree to be a uh, I think I wrote it down here uh, a, a doctor. Uh, so almost there, almost yeah. there. <laughs> so I just wanted to ha at least have like I have an encyclopedic knowledge of these movies. You have used your brain for something better, and we we want to <laughs> highlight that for sure. Uh, is it medically possible? to put an electromagnet inside a, a person to prevent the shrapnel from, from getting into your heart. Is that a viable solution <laughs> to that problem? iPhone, yes. Heart, I'm not so sure. Also, <laughs> let me just say for the listeners at home that I'm not a medical professional. I'm not even in med school quite yet. I'm studying to get there. But I think, I mean, I looked up some research on PubMed that was like, if you get to the hospital quickly enough and the shrapnel's removed, you can make sure that someone's heart keeps going. So I was like, it doesn't sound like they're in the hospital right now. Yeah, I guess my que my question would be, is it okay, even bare bones, you know, is it okay to have just a magnet inside your body? Like, I feel like, is there magnet, is, ma is there, this is gonna be me being a dumbass, but is there magnet poisoning? Is that a thing? Like, is I, there, I, I feel like having, like anytime you have a foreign object in your body, it's not good for your body. But I feel like when it's a magnet that there have to be magnet specific issues that they would cause in your body. Yeah. But also, could you imagine just like wa walking through the hardware store and all of a sudden like a hammer just like comes up to your chest and smacks you because of the magnet that's in there? Yeah. So, so yeah, that feels like, a pretty, uh, some kind of <laughs> MacGyvery pacemaker that is just <laughs> probably for television. I really, yeah. I mean, that felt, that feels like, uh, I mean, well, let's see. So when you go into like a, a what is it, an MRI or a CT scan and you have yeah. these like magnets rolling around to try to get something like these, the stuff in your body to, to show up on a, Magne magnetic resonance imaging and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you like, can't, you have to take all your jewelry off when you get that kind of stuff. Right. So, so I, I, I don't think so. Ah, ah. <laughs> it is the answer to it's is medically possible a, a, a straight up. No, I feel like it will always be a straight up. No, for it's every single be a one no for movies. me. It's, <laughs> it's the, I it's the, uh, it's the magnetics for me. Uh, and then another uh, thing that I wanted to ask um, medically, because this happens a couple times in the movie, and I don't know how, uh, how because of how fantastical it is, I don't know how good of a question it is maybe, but this man falls from such incredible heights wearing this suit. Like, I mean, the suit has got to be very powerful, but even the dinky one that he made in the cave with a box of scraps, great line. Uh, even that one, he goes flying in the air, careening down. He's not wearing half of it by the time he lands. How are all of his bones not broken? You yes, see him in that... a cast later, like just an arm sling. Like the next yes, scene. Timothy, that is a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> this is getting into that realm of of just like okay, well, you know, if you're flying above the clouds, is at the altitude of a seven forty seven. Man, they don't pressurize those cabins for nothing. Let's think about the oxygen in your lungs. That's how you breathe. There's a pressure gradient. You got to get the oxygen in because it's flowing down. It's pressure gradient because 
things move from a place that's easier to, or a place that's harder to a place that's easier. But that's something that I feel like we'll get into with the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole, the, the pseudoscience, and they do like, they go hard on the pseudoscience in the, where they will be like, we explain it. No, and it makes sense. Uh, but no, it, it medically doesn't. That man would be broken. He would be, they did the whole thing where, and this was a, this was cute because it, you'll see as we move through the series just how insanely large and big these movies and action sequences get. It was kind of refreshing uh, on rewatch that the big finale was just like, they kind of punch each other a little bit and then he tricks them and they win. Right, <laughs> yeah. Not an extended 25 minute like city destroying uh, collateral damage laden action sequence it's just very simply right. oh, the bad guy didn't think of something and uh, that's why he died cliche in some ways but in other ways it brings me back to that point about like talking through the exposition of like plot points when jeff yeah. bridges is like do you know why i'm gonna kill you like just hurry up and do it already <laughs> um, you gotta give jeff a monologue he's a he's a wonderful actor we and need to say some real xenophobic shit to uh, yeah to the eastern man yeah um, but then also, so they, the press or something is talking about the Iron Man and Tony Stark, uh, kind of quizzically, but charmingly says it's not actually iron. It's like a gold titanium alloy and this and that. So I went ahead and looked that up and apparently it's a pretty strong alloy, <laughs> but again, it's, I, uh, it's the science for me. I don't, I don't know, know about it's, that Yeah, one. we got gold titanium alloy. Will that save me if I have it tightly around my body and I go careening into the earth from jet plane height? Okay, Questionable. So, so beyond the the metaphys the the physical physics science of all of this plot was cool <laughs> i didn't think it needed to be two hours but also misogynistic i think we should talk about Wildly. yeah let's talk about that let's um, discuss uh i do want to say that it gets better i mean okay. th there there are uh, notably three white men named Chris leading movies whilst there are now after Black Widow, the movie just came out, are only two movies where there's a woman who's explicitly the lead uh, of any of these movies. But it does get better on a, it's not blatantly, just like leeringly sexist. What? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, one of the first scenes uh, is, Tony answering to some of the press and one of them's like this gorgeous blonde woman and one of the next scenes is them sleeping together and I understand that there is some you know they need to kind of show that Tony is the playboy and kind of uh like this isn't his first time doing this he's gonna be this is who he is right and then throughout the movie you also see Pepper like in this a little bit more than just an assistant, you see her yes. kind of longing for his return and she starts to get choked up. And when he comes back, she's so happy and this and that, but he treats her like horribly in that kind of like endearing, charming. Oh God. He treats everyone like dog shit, but the, right. the women he's, he's just so shruggingly. And then that scene on the airplane where just the, Every every uh, flight attendant that comes up to him is just like 
giving him the fuck me eyes and right and, and then, then they straight up are like dancing they're, on they're dancing with their, yeah. with their bellies and it's just it's oh my god i did not yeah. i hadn't seen this movie in a long time and i guess i was just not expecting it to be so bluntly bad because these it's disney if i disney didn't own this franchise when this movie came out um, when did disney it. come into the picture they came into the picture right before the first avengers movie so disney then owns the franchise past i think i want to say captain america uh which is why you get the paramount logo in the beginning um right before the marvel studios logo um but it it, it they do kind of disneyfy it and be like let's kind of let's let's kids are down watching. a little kids bit. are yeah. watching this <laughs> yeah this okay. is a this is a, explicitly for children. Like we need to. Does the production need, value? I mean, like as the time goes on and and all the editing gets better, anyways. But mm-hmm. that is also something I noticed. Like the the explosions and the special effects are very two thousand, like pre two thousand ten, rough yes. around the edges. Him, the scene where he's getting cleaned in the suit and Pepper mm-hmm. walks in and he has a little line of oh, "This is not the worst thing you've walked in on me doing." Yeah. Um, that's a rough looking kind of like his head on top of the, the body. It does get better. There's so like, it will be inundating at certain points. There will be moments where there's a full 20 minute sequence where you're like, they didn't film any person during this. This was all a computer. Um, I saw a funny tweet the other day that they're like, that said the Marvel movies are either the ones you get high to and they look crazy or the ones where they wear hats <laughs> and it's like, and it's like CIA, like there's, there's political stuff. So the, there's very, there's the space ones, there's the crazy ones. And then there's the world, we all have to wear hats and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about this Loki guy. He's got some nice <laughs> gold crown. So another thing I wanted to ask you about with regards to the sex is Pepper Potts. Like her character, she's going to be in a, in a lot of these movies and all the Iron Man movies. Um, and she does get better stuff to do. But I was surprised in this movie just how kind of nervously useless she was. Like it seemed like an odd choice to have her who does all the stuff for Tony Stark be this kind of oh, I don't know what to do. Like there's a couple times where it's like, oh, what do you, why you could have just had her be assured here and it would have been the same. Yeah. Also two things about that. Sure. Uh, Why did he hire her if she's like that? Because he seems to like people who get their own stuff done. But also why did he hire an assistant in the first place? Like he seems like to be one of those guys that be like, no, I can do it on my own. Well, he. Um, I think he needs, like he's, you know, burning the candle at both ends. He's both right. genius scientist, but also <laughs> absolutely, you know, party boy. Uh, Do we think that this, like, there seems to be some lineup here with the, uh, what's his name? Nikola Tesla, the Tesla guy. It's not Nikola Tesla. Oh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I will spoil this for you because it is uh, kind of disappointing. Elon Musk makes a cameo in the next Iron Man movie. Uh, <laughs> cut to me just throwing my laptop out the window we could do a so in in that episode we'll do a solid 10 minutes of shitting on elon musk great promise um okay so i have a question for you about this universe yes please specifically the iron man movies but i guess across the board 
Mm-hmm. In the way that James Bond switches out James Bond actors every few years, every, I don't know, 25 years, does that happen here? Are different people playing the same character? You will see that a couple times. There are a couple recasts, but it's not in the James Bond sense where they're like different people or like different universes or whatever. It is it is like, uh, for example, uh, Colonel James Rohde in this film, uh, played by Terrence yes. Howard. Um, Love very, that role for him. But very also... funnily enough, this is the last time you will see him as Colonel James Rhodes because he is. Re- it was. Uh, it's a. It's a, actually a hilarious story. He demanded uh, Robert Downey Jr. level pay for Ooh. the second Iron Man movie, and they said, "Okay, we're just gonna get Don Cheadle then." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yikes. <laughs> so now Don Cheadle is in that role, and uh, it's kind of meta funny joke where he looks at the the Iron Man suit uh, in this. And then he says, next time. And nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, Terrence. No, there isn't a next time for Terrence. There isn't going to be a next time. Oh man. Okay. So now, now the, that I know that. The next film that we watch, The Incredible Hulk, stars Edward Norton as, uh, as Hulk, Hulk, as Bruce Banner. And he did not appear as that character again. <laughs> okay. They got and that's Mark where Ruffalo. we have. That's where we have. Ray Romano, R- R- Ray Romano steps in. <laughs> Whoa! I'm, I'm not- green! I'm green! <laughs> oh, Honey, God. look at this! <laughs> oh, what are you, what? <laughs> I'm so angry all the time! One There's of, uh... <laughs> Piggy! Um... <laughs> something one of the vibes i got when tony got back from being i mean when he was rescued from being kidnapped was that when like girls come back from going to abroad in europe and they're like i'm just different now or like going to like a yoga retreat and coming back like i'm just i don't want to hurt anyone anymore those are the vibes i was getting from him yeah but it's like and it's like but you're still a billionaire yeah like i'll (laughs) be overcome he does become more humanitarian uh, in future films, uh, more philanthropist. He does follow through. The, the Stark Industries becomes science, research, and development, and not uh, weapons tech. But him being a, a, a warmonger will will follow him uh, a little bit. Uh, fun fact: uh, he uh, Jeff Bridges' character says we're ironmongers uh, because his character is called in the comics the Ironmonger. Okay. Um, and that's what he fights in the end, his big old Iron Man suit. Another pattern you'll notice in these movies is a lot of the villains are just simply the same powers <laughs> as <laughs> the main person. Like Iron Man fights Iron, big Iron Man. Okay. So, <laughs> and, okay. So I have yeah. a few questions then. Sure. Is this what you crazy kids call an origin story? Yes, uh, this would be an origin story. It is the introduction of the character. So yeah, you're gonna have, there'll be a lot of those. Okay. A lot of those. And uh, how how much does this line up with the comics? Like on a scale of, you know, one to the Sorcerer's Stone, how close <laughs> are we to the the book that it is writ? This is, a, this is actually, uh, was very popular with comic fans. Uh, I think people really, really like, I think the casting, you'll see casting for these is pretty on point throughout the uh the series uh robert downey jr is a 
as great as Iron Man. Like we can shit on the writing being kind of sexist, but he's he embodies the character and he nails it. He really does. Uh, so people were a fan of this. And when they saw Nick Fury show up in the end and say the mm-hmm. Avengers are coming, it was, you know, it's exciting. And it was exciting. Yeah. And now we are 24 movies like seven TV shows later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, you're making Wait, a face Wait, can you talk now. to me more about the TV shows? Because I I honestly did not realize that there was like a whole entire TV show. Yeah, since we're not going to uh, get into watching those, I don't I don't think. Um, who knows? Maybe. maybe. What if uh, I fall in love with like this it. entire universe? Me and Loki. <laughs> <laughs> me Go and way Loki. back. Me and Loki. Me and the my summer Loki. days. So yeah, the TV, there's, there were a couple Netflix TV shows that were set in the same universe. There was a Daredevil TV show, a Jessica Jones TV show, Luke Cage TV show, and The Punisher, I think were all of them. I actually did not watch. Punisher is, yeah, is one of the, okay. Punisher is Marvel. Uh, So there were the, those shows were on the, on on Netflix and then Disney plus has had a, a couple shows and those are all recent. Those are, that's WandaVision. Falcon and the Winter yes. Soldier and Loki now. So is but the WandaVision, are, are the TV shows like in the same, like is Elizabeth Olsen in movies and in TV yes. shows? Elizabeth okay. Olsen is in the movies. Uh, okay. So you'll meet her in a second Avengers movie. Uh, but yeah, they're really blowing it up. It used to be the, the Netflix ones are pretty disconnected. Uh, you don't need to watch those to kind of get the universe. Oh, and then there was a, ABC show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was just like a police procedural in the Marvel Universe uh, kind of show. Um, like a buddy cop the, movie? Basically, uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. is the organization yes, uh, that, okay. that, that's, that got introduced here in this movie. Uh, and the character, uh, Agent Coulson, uh, he leads the, um, that TV series. Um, okay. He's what a fan about, favorite. Like, You'll get to know him more. What about um, like, uh, mm, Green Arrow, Arrow, Lantern? What were those shows? <laughs> like the CW about? shows. Those are actually yes. DC. So those are oh. those are a series of DC uh, television shows. So Can you don't you just have give to give me a, ru- a rundown. Can we do like a rapid fire, really quick? Marvel or DC? Sure. Yeah. Hit me. Hit okay. me with it. Okay. Uh. All right. <clears throat> Um, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> Wait, what am I thinking of? <laughs> Wait, that huge, huge Jackman, please. <laughs> Wolver- Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> uh, this is going to be confusing. Wolverine is Marvel, but he's a part of the X-Men, which was owned by 20th Century Fox. So the X-Men are not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but it is Marvel. Okay, so that you... includes like Storm and mm-hmm. Anna Paquin. And... <laughs> Storm and Anna Paquin. <laughs> That's my favorite superhero. It was Anna yeah. Paquin. <laughs> That's her, right? That's who yes, she uses yes. those? Okay. She, um, Anna Paquin plays herself in the X-Men movies. She just has powers. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Um <laughs> Uh, that's really all I wanted to know. You just wanted to know, you, that's all you wanted to know, and you called him Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? It wasn't coming to me quickly enough. Jackman's um, gonna, Jackman would actually, there should be a Mozart movie, and Jackman should play Mozart. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, okay. Other other ones are uh okay, Batman and Robin are DC. It's Superman yes. and Superwoman. Is that her name? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Those are both uh, DC, yeah. Okay. And Arrow and Green and Green Lantern and them. Green Arrow and Green Lantern are both DC, yes. Okay, what about like Hawkboy? Hawkboy. Hawk Hawkeye. <laughs> this is Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm gonna have this is gonna be so fun. Uh, <laughs> Hawkeye is Marvel. You'll you'll meet him in Thor in the first Thor movie. And he's okay, played and then- by Jeremy Renner. That's what I was thinking of. The guy yeah. who's not Martin Freeman and not uh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, man. I have a few. I, I know there's a few more in there. Um, <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I honestly, are they DC? They might actually be DC characters and not <laughs> actually from the comics, but I'm not sure on that one. They, you will unfortunately not see Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Not with that attitude, I won't. You don't know what I'll watch today. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should release like five episodes, and then instead of releasing an episode on the Avengers, we'll release an episode on Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Okay, here's another question. Can we just talk really quickly about DC? Yes. Okay, so we have we have Christian Bale over here, and we have Danny DeVito as a penguin over here, and somewhere in the loop is Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yes. And, uh, I mean, uh, what's-his-face from uh, from Beetlejuice is in there somewhere. Michael Diane Keaton Keaton's brother. Diane Keaton's brother. <laughs> Mikey Keats. Mikey Keats. Okay, Mikey Keats. so... Was there like a production thing there, like swapping people who owned all of no, that? I think that I mean this George Marvel Clooney. making this Marvel making this like a universe is is rare. Like this is the first time that something like this okay. has happened in movies. So there's not really a DC universe then. Uh, there actually is. They did try to. Uh, they gave it to this director Zack Snyder. They kind of gave him the reins, and so he made okay. Man of Steel, and then. Ben Affleck Batman uh, movie, and then ended up making a Justice League movie. It's a long and okay. stupid. It's okay. So the Justice but, yeah. League. The Justice League is, is is DC. What about Watchmen? Watchmen is DC. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> you wanted to see some Watchmen in this? Yeah, it might have to be season two as DC comics. <laughs> um. Uh. And then. Uh. Oh my gosh! I just had someone in my head that was not Watchmen. Uh, let me think about this. Oh, oh, um, uh, I am Groot. Yeah, that's you will, you will, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that oh, is okay. I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, you have seen that one. Okay, great. Uh, well, okay. that's yeah, that's a little bit down the line, but they okay. are a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, okay, cool, great. And and the skunk, and the skunk with I am Groot. Is that his name? It's just Groot. It's, it's, a, it's, a, rac- <laughs> it's a raccoon. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yes. What's the raccoon's name? Raccoon's name is Rocket, and he's voiced Rocket. by voiced by Bradley Cooper. Was he at one point voiced by John Logozamo, or is that am I just thinking of Ice Age? I think you're thinking of Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're really we're 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 off to the races right now. This is going to be a, a blast. Um. So, amazing final thoughts on Iron Man. Uh, it's your first, your first Marvel movie. The 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 beginning of your the rest of my life. <laughs> rest of your life. 
I I like the story. I I I feel like I was set up for success to to want some more, even though we find some problematic dialogue, some problematic painting of of uh, women. That's um, I understand that that's kind of more of the time thing. I don't want to give it a pass for that. I am. I'm excited to see what else this this universe of yours has to offer. Yeah, it's mine. I made it. It's yeah, it's all me. Good I did job. All, I did all this. Uh, <laughs> uh, great. I'm glad you liked it. I would I would agree. I haven't watched this in a minute. Um, it's 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 pretty high on people's lists when it comes to like ranking these movies because it is, it's it's kicked it off. It's like just a solid story. Uh, not too complicated. Not too. I mean, we'll, when when we get to the movies where it's just like, oh god, I'm gonna, I have to, you got to do your research. You got to have right. be paying attention. This is this sucks. Uh, okay, yeah. So that actually, I have a question for you then. So, sure. are, am I watching these in order of release date, like yes, cinematic sir. release date? Okay, so so there will then necessarily be some flashbacks and yes. and like, uh, some prequels. some of the movies are pre are are bare bones are prequels. Some of the movies uh, take place. Before and after in like the timeline, like Captain America's in the 1940s is set okay. in the, during World War II. So, uh, and Ant- yeah. Ant-Man's in the future. Ant-Man is in. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We don't even get started on the Loki TV show. That, 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 that TV show exists outside of time. So, uh, Loki and me. <laughs> Loki and our me. days in college together. <laughs> God, I would watch a Loki TV show where it's just Loki at college. Anyways, um, so high the key, next... just Loki at college. High key, Loki college, <laughs> Loki you. Uh, great. So the, uh, the next film on the list, which we will tackle uh, next week, is The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton in his only appearance as The Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, no, I don't get to see Ruffalo quite yet. You don't get to see Ruffalo quite yet. That's the okay. he he comes in in the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie, because Edward Norton is it. notoriously an asshole, and he didn't want to. He was like pretentious about it. He was like, "I don't want to. I need a better script if you're going to have me doing this." And eh. the last movie, the last superhero movie I saw Eddie Norton in was Death to Smoochie. So yeah, great superhero flick. That's actually <laughs> in the MCU. Um, <laughs> No, 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 you can't pull a fast one on me that easily. (laughs) Uh, So I guess what are your what do you anticipate? What do you know about the Hulk? And what do you expect to see from the plot of this film? It is an or it is. It is not an origin story in the same sense. We we will start the film with him already having gotten Hulked. Uh, So what uh, with that said, what are your thoughts? Okay. um incredible feats of strength green all honestly i have no idea i'm thinking like you know in those scary movies when you open up the medicine cabinet mirror door and then you close it and someone's behind you that but instead of someone being behind you you're all of a sudden a green monster is what i'm thinking you know what i'm gonna that that'd be a great gag (laughs) (laughs) oh man not again (laughs) Yeah, we also is it like when he has an adrenaline rush this happens it's or like anger. when he gets really it's angry the, the, okay. in the comics what it was was it, it's it's whenever he gets angry. So uh, okay. the Hulk is something that he can't really control and is like big and destructive and rah rah rah. Uh so yeah. Uh 
Uh, oh, it's like an allegory for like a PTSD trauma situation. I mean, yeah, a lot of comics were at were were in especially in the '60s were very progressively Cold War about, kind of yeah yeah like the X Men, which we won't watch, but the X Men are like the way that mutants are treated in society is a metaphor for you know uh, uh, racism in the 1960s can also be oh. uh, homophobia in the 90s and stuff like that. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a good origins to this, and we will see if any of that actually plays out once it becomes the giant corporate profit machine. Yeah, under, I have I have my one my one uh, something I'm really expecting from the Incredible Hulk movie is someone sassily asking Ed Norton if it happens like to his junk too. Ooh, okay. I don't remember that. if that's <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, but some kind of like Philip Seaman Seaman C- C- <laughs> Oh no. Rest in peace, Philip Seaman Hoffman. <laughs> as like the C- best friend asking if like the Hulk's penis <laughs> gets big too. Oh god, that would have been <laughs> <laughs> Philip Seaman Hoffmer. That's his name. <laughs> Philip All right. Seaman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. All right. (laughs) On that note, uh, this has been the first episode of the Marvelous Miss Maisie. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, and we'll see you again next week, I guess. Thanks for listening to my doofy questions. As I make my way through the Marvel Marvel Comics universe. (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to it. All right. See you next week. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.